I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. back to old school. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy, Chief John Salka. And we've got another, we always say this, but we do, we got another great show, another off the cuff, let's talk topic uh, thing that we come up with, with our scientific approach to doing podcasts here. Um, hey, hey, real quick, um, FDIC, man, only a few months away now. We're talking April. Getting close, getting close. All the classes have been picked and advertised and and posted and uh, we're on the calendar. We got all sorts of plans for uh, more radio shows out there as well. And uh, we're all excited about it as always. Yeah. Oh man. And, 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 you know, it's, it's April. It's, you know, we should be further and further out of this, you know, working our way out of this whole pandemic thing. And you know, after August, August, there was 20,000 plus people. You and I stood there going, you remember we stood up and looked in the opening ceremonies, went, Holy crap. Okay. Look at the, this place is, is jammed. Of the COVID. Except for, and it, it, yeah, forget even COVID. It was August. Yeah. August, John. It and, was a and, great showing for oh, summertime, oh, off schedule, uh, pro, you know. Show. Some of the best keynotes, Steve, our buddy, Steve Chikorotis, was that. For, you well, know, I, you know, I don't take, I'm always special. Be, let's be clear about that. But I don't take notes. I don't write down stuff when I'm listening to keynotes, unless it's really what I think super good stuff that that means something personally to me right, that, that right, affects right. me and motivates me. And I was writing stuff down where Steve was talking. And I am still, I'm still thinking about some of the stuff. Some of the some of the stuff he said, some of the points he made were really stuck with me, really stuck to me. And they're long lasting. And I am still, you know, behaving a little bit differently and doing some things a little oh, bit differently because of that. You know what, you know, I do all well, I should say all the time, but the, the whole box breathing thing. When you need to concentrate or calm down or whatever, it, it, there's times you know I, I my, you know my head I, I go like okay I gotta get I gotta I gotta get into this I gotta change my and that whole box breathing thing you talk it works it works and that first of all incredible keynoters it was it was just a great FDIC one of the greatest things that he said not not greatest but one of the one of the greatest points that I picked up one of the, I think the best points I picked up that he was talking about he said when you're sitting there. When, when, when you go to the, you, you plop into the recliner and you're sort of watching TV and you're, you're flipping through the channels, you know, to find something to watch. He said, you're not there to watch something. You sat down to watch TV sort of blindly. You're just sort of surfing through it. See if you, he said, get up, get up. He said, you know, comfort is bad. He said, <laughs> comfort is something that just creeps into your life and it, and it makes you want to be comfortable more and more and longer and longer. He said, that doesn't get anything done for you. He said, if you're sitting there searching for something on TV, means you shouldn't be watching TV. Get up and, and go clean the garage and, and go organize your briefcase or, or go get a haircut. He said, go get, he said, you got a long list of stuff you probably need to get done. And, and sitting down and wasting time and being comfortable is not the way to get it done. And, yeah, and I thought he, that was good because my wife is is quite quite a lot like him. 
and 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 I sometimes could not be. And 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 motivation from a guy that I really love, and I and I love Steve. He's a great guy. Mo being motivated by a guy that you really respect and, and and like a lot is 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 wonderful. Well, and like I said, it, it you know there was the keynoters, the the feature speak, every every bit of it was. Yep. It was just yep. it was great. So I'm looking forward to this April. Yeah, it'll be yeah. nice being back on a regular oh. schedule, regular time of year that we're normally there. Back on routine. You know? And and you and I, you 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 and I are. I mean, we're we're doing we're doing our thing. Um, I mean, same stuff. We're doing our, our Monday workshop. We're doing our Wednesday big room with with the group up on uh, at yeah. the end of the day. The, we're the doing first our Friday time with that morning. group, right? Yeah. Well, no, we did this last this last. Well, we did uh, yeah. Wednesday. We did. You know, true, true, true. But the first time with with the maybe the full audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and we I mean, were doing our shows anyway. And I'm loving that. I'm loving it's, that. I'm loving that new group. Yep. It, it, it it's going to be great. So hey, um, you you and I were talking. Um, uh, when we sat down, we, we you know, like we usually do when we're together, it's like, all right, you know, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? And, and it was just out of blue. We start talking about like, you know, our building and, you know, some of the different things that, you know, I've, I brought up uh, um, the area ladder that, that you guys very graciously donated South yeah, Grove yeah, to the yeah. Wichita West volunteer fire department. I know Chief Ryan Fetzer and everybody there is excited about it, over the top excited, like I am. It's a great rig. But, you know, we're doing a lot of training. We're getting everybody all good to go, and, you know, between the driver's training and the aerial operations and spotting. And, you know, and, 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 and I love doing it. You know me, I've, I've always loved doing the, the truck stuff. So, you know, spending time with, 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 with a couple of the guys talking about positioning and things like that, all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm back in the mode of, you know, the Sal Marchese lessons about positioning a, a tower ladder, you know, and, and, and you and I just said it, we just said it in class and, and you will talk briefly here about quints, you know, some people love them, some people hate them, but there's a lot of fire departments that that's what they have to do to make it happen. They're, they're getting very popular now too, as a matter of fact, you see them all over the place. You see them used for sale. You see new ones being featured all over the place. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there's a lot of departments that have, Hey, we have eight stations. We have two trucks, but well, they're actually quints because right now we don't have the staffing to dual staff company. So we have to run the truck, you know, in their first two still district, whatever they do, the engine stuff, but you know, then they, they service now, the truck. You know, <clears throat> I used to be an adversary, a quint adversary. I used to not like quints at all years ago. Oh, me too. There's lots of things I used to not like that, 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 that I've come around on, but, and I still don't like the, the, that old total quint concept. That I don't like, right? When you turn a whole city into quints, and depending on what what sequence you arrive at the box, the first rig, the, the first one to roll in is an engine, the right. second one to roll in is a truck, the third one to roll in is an engine again. And then I'm saying to myself, holy cow, you don't until you turn down a block, what you even doing at the fire? Concepts like that, that's more of a, a tactical, it's a quint based tactical concept. I don't like that. The actual quint tool, the actual the actual quint apparatus. I think is a is a wonderful concept both for small career departments, meaning lightly staffed career departments, or even volunteer departments. My volunteer department, we now have a quint. We now have a seventy five foot Pierce quint, and and it's just perfect. <clears throat> we don't run it out first do as, as an engine. It's second do. But if we have to do something, we have to stretch a line to protect an exposure or something like that. We can do it. Yet it's still an aerial out of force. We can you know we use it for you know mostly private dwellings and the small multiple dwellings that we have. So. Quints are wonderful pieces of apparatus, and they are just like full aerials and full tower ladders. They are aerial ladders. They they, they well, are legitimate ladders. Right, and, and you know the original 
one of the original concepts was, well, you put you put six guys on there, three of the engine, three of the truck. Well, not everybody has that ability. Right. So you have to choose what you're going to do. And, and you know, like I said, in some areas, like like where we, we were just at, we were uh, uh, in, in, uh, in down, down Texas in spring, spring. And we talked about quints and, and engines and stuff. And, you know, where, where you where you go, look, that's what we have. In their first new still district, they pull up. They're doing engine stuff. They got to attack the fire things, and then somebody comes in and and, and, and they're doing it now. I remember talking to one of the chiefs saying, "We have an engine here now, but the next one we get is going to come here to right. replace that engine." I said, "And no, and no separate engine here. No, no, the engine will be gone. It'll be a quint and the tanker here." And listen, and 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 it works fine. Everybody is different. Everybody has as, lo- as long as they're trained and they know what they're doing and right. what they're so. So that being said, the quint the quints do work. But here, here's what I've said for the longest time, John. Uh, John and 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 I know I know you agree. The the driver of the quint has to be dialed in. So, you know there are some people that used to very rudely refer to quints as the JVs of trucks and all this stuff and blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, yeah, you know exactly BS. You know, but 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 just the opposite of that. My point has always been, and again I know you agree that the quint driver operator has to be thinking at both fronts when you pull and up. The right, but yeah, yeah, the officer. But you've got to be pulling up thinking the moment I set my parking brake, I need to be able to put it in pump gear and I need to be able to set my jacks. I can't pull up, set my, like I'm driving a pumper, set my parking brake, put, you know, throw my, my, my truck switch. got to be pulling up thinking truck, truck, truck. That's what he's got to be thinking when he pulls up. We're going to get the hose line stretched, but right. he's got to be thinking I'm a truck until he stops. Exactly. Because, because right. if you don't, like we said, you don't. You go, oh, uh, under a cap, tree. cap. I gotta, I gotta shut you down for a second. I have to, I have to shut down. Right. I have to pull up five feet because there's a lady right. on the balcony out here. Hold I can't the line. Don't pull. Don't pull. I gotta, yeah, because right. I can't move. Right. There's an awning or something or a light pole or a tree or or, or so, some truck, pop truck or something. Exactly. Or? So they had to be, you know. And I like that. You know what? Best thing to train a quick guy. Think like a truck, park truck, it like truck. a truck, truck, Absolutely. truck, truck. Because you know mm-hmm. what? As you pull up, you park it there. You go. We can stretch that line. And we were jo- we were joking about it in a way of. You know, you can always stretch. You can always stretch line and add line. You can't nail a ladder to the end of the area ladder like Wiley County. Until we saw the picture from our buddies in Detroit. Oh man! Oh my God! That's a, that rescue. Incredible footage of them uh, with I'll the t- ladder on the ladder. That happened in New York many years ago. Uh, uh, Connie Tinney, Connie Tinney, firefighter rescue three, who I worked with, uh, retired as a uh, as a fire marshal, but he was a fireman in twenty eight truck, rocking and rolling Yahoo Tom Neary twenty eight truck. And he did that on a triangle piece of property one time. The fronts of the building were on the avenue. Then it was a, a 45 degree angle cut behind those buildings. It was a street. They pulled up on that street. And I may not have every single detail right, but they threw the aerial ladder to the roof to try and get some people off the roof of a good, good job. Maybe even a rear window. And it, and it didn't make it. And they dragged up a straight ladder. I, I don't know what size it was. A straight ladder and put it off the tip of the aerial to the building. And he removed a couple of people off out of the building via a a, a, a portable ladder onto the tip of a fully extended. Well, that, that Detroit one with that rescue with the, the you know the straight ladder and the tip where you can't go right. any further—that's like a medal. You making rescues? Oh, well, I would think so. That, that's like holy cow, man! You know, I'm just so. so let's talk more about. So let's we're, talk we're, more about ladders. We're, we're talking aerials and tower ladders. So that being said, just one last time, if you're driving a quint, folks, to our listeners, just like John said, be thinking truck, 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 truck. When you pull up. Be ready to set your outriggers and swing your turntable around to what you have to do. If you can do that, you can get the hose around anything else. Right. You right. can't do the opposite. Right. So that kind of covers Quince. We also know briefly, Snorkel Chicago does a great job with their, right. their, their and there snorkel. And there were snorkels out there. We had a snorkel at Mineola when I was a young volunteer there. The, 
And we had two ladder trucks, matter of fact, truck company two, two ladder trucks, a hundred foot Seagrave tiller, which was, which was beautiful. And uh, it was a 72 gas engine on it, but what a beautiful rig that was. And we had a snorkel, a Ward LaFrance snorkel with the, with the uh, articulating boom with the elbow, right. you know, and that was quite, that does a couple of things that no other rig does. It can reach up over wires and things like that. Um, but they're not that popular. The most common apparatus now are either mid-mount or rear-mount, either aerials or towel ladders. And, and there's a lot of variations just amongst those. Four. Exactly. And the years I spent on that, on the snorkel at Bedford Park, Bedford Park is one of those departments that knows how to use, they, they know how to use snorkels. Okay. Right. Bedford Park, Illinois, right now, block from Midway Airport, the guys and gals there, they know how to use snorkels. Chicago, the birthplace of snorkels, they know, especially those 55, where they put them in between buildings and everything else. But again, it's about knowing your apparatus, knowing what its capabilities are right. and its limitations. And they all have capabilities, limitations. So I want to, I want to, I want to mention something because our good friend, Sal Marchese, right? Sal, Sal taught with us for years and Sal was uh, doing different stuff with us. And Sal being a truck guy, forever guy, right? 111 truck when 111 was like the nut house or whatever the crazy place. And they used to call Sal Marchese, Sal Marchese. Yeah. But one of the things, you know, he was adamant about, John, was, all right, let's talk, let, let's, let, br briefly, let's talk mid-mounts here, just for starters, okay? Mid-mount tower ladders, all right? So so he said, you know, you swing down the block, you're pulling up. He says, you can always tell the good tower ladder operators, the drivers with the mid-mounts, mid-mounts, not rear-mounts, mid-mounts, because, and I see this in FDNY pictures today. I have them on my phone today at fires that you guys have been going to. Your guys have been going to fourth and fifth and third alarms. The mid-mount tower ladders, almost every time, the good operators, as I used to say this, if you could tell the good operators, because when he pulls up or he pulls up, as they're coming to a start, a stop, as they're coming, they take the steering wheel and they turn away from the fire building five to like 15 degrees at a little bit of an angle. And he said, what that's going to guarantee Ricky is this. He goes, so you take your mid mount and you've got to, you've got to, you've got to get up for vent or you got your scrub surface, right? You're going to hit some different windows and do stuff what you're going to do. He goes, and you swing your tower ladder, your mid mount around towards the building and you're good off the rear to the middle, but then you try to go towards the front of the rig and what's stopping you? The cab. He says, the cab, he goes, by th that simple tactic, that simple pull up, and as you're coming to a stop, just throw the wheel to the left and throw the, throw the cab away from the fire building. He goes, you've almost increased your scrub service by almost another third because right. now you can right. reach out. And there, there is even some ladders that we've said have kind of dinged up there, right. you know, with stuff. And so your thoughts on that, first off, about that positioning, that's key, isn't it? If you want to get the oh, bang out of your, out and, your and again, that's the same as the same piece of advice we just gave a few minutes ago for the Quint is as you're rolling up, as you're getting into finally getting into position, whether it's just the work and fire, whether it's just smoke showing, whether there's a couple of victims showing, whatever the whatever the reason is. Obviously, when you're rolling with a towel on it, you don't want the wheels to stop rolling. You don't want to stop and, and set the brake until you're in a position to get to, in the best position to use it. Now, whether whether use is obvious or not obvious, whether it's possible or Gee, it doesn't look like anything's happening here. You still, the, the rig should still end up in that position. Again, you're not going right. to, oh, we got a job, move the rig. No. You, you, so, so that slight turn, for the most part, is not going to hinder anything else. Uh, with, with the FDMY 
the engine generally, first the engine, first the truck, generally the engine proceeds to the truck. And for that exact reason, that it can stop in front of the building, pull hose, and then the engine can proceed to down Take the block, like 100 feet, 200 feet, 250 feet, Go to the next hydrant, and the truck is still in a position that it wants to be in. So that works out really well. Generally, nobody has to pass it or get by in the other direction. We have one narrow one-way street, so it could be a wide avenue or boulevard. But the point is, yes, that's something truck chauffeurs and truck officers should be thinking about before the rig is stopped. They should always make that last-minute little turn to angle it out like that. Um, and as you said, you mentioned scrub, the scrub area, right? The scrub area is the area that, that a towel out of basket, you know, can touch if, the building. If, right? if you could, if you could duct tape a, 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 a paintbrush, if you would, to the end of your towel there, you know, for for those for visuals like me, I'm a visual guy. You know. A brush, you know what I'm saying? That you could take it, just go back and forth, back and forth. That little your angle is going to considerably increase the scrub area that you're able right. to actually reach a window or a parapet wall or something like that. Never so, mind, never mind the area that it's going to increase that your stream will reach, which is going to reach way off your bucket, but still the farther your bucket can angle to the left, then then the farther you could use that stream if this turns out to be a roll frame fire where you get a bunch of buildings on fire. And that's extending out. Actually, passed it and coming back at an angle with your with your with your tip with your master stream, you'll come back into a room or whatever. So, one of the things that 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 you know you've you've brought up plenty of times when it comes to when we've talked about this, you got to be thinking as you're pulling up, what am I doing? Are we doing rescues? Are we doing vent? Is this thing really going? Is this going to be one of those buildings I have to worry about a collapse? So, there's some buildings you probably go, you know what? It's a one story strip mall. If I park here. I don't have to worry well, about a three-story brick building. Could be roar. Every window could be cut off fire coming yeah. out of a three-story brick building. It's generally not going to fall down. I mean, unless it burns for three hours out of control, maybe then that'll happen. But for the most part, even fire on the bottom couple of floors, even fire literally at almost every right. window of a vacant building, it's going to get knocked down very quickly unless you know it's already in a deteriorating condition. So, but, but you're right. As you pull it up, you're rolling up with a towel ladder, 75 or a 95-foot towel ladder with a, you know, a tandem rear on it, a big one like 58 truck has today. Or whether you're rolling in with a rear mount aerial, which is still very popular yeah. all over the country, or a mid mount aerial, which is you know not as popular, but they they still do build them and they and they, and they, they still exist. These are the kind of things you got. A lot of mid mount tower ladders, not as many mid mount ladder trucks. In, a in, lot of mid mount tower ladders and fewer rear mount tower yeah, ladders. There's still there. a lot of, lot of lot of rear mount aerial ladders and fewer mid mount. You know what I'm saying? So, but they all exist. So the point is, whatever it is you have, you got to know. And it's important to, I think it's important to make the point that you have to separate what are we going to do, stream application. Right. And generally, you don't do stream application with aerial ladders. You just start putting ladder pipes up unless you don't have a towel ladder or one's not coming. You might not do that initially. But let's just talk about like victim removal, for example. Let's talk about victim removal. You low up, there's a report of people trapped or you even visibly see somebody trapped at a window. There's a couple of things you want to think about with different kinds of apparatus. All right. right. So... Aerial ladder apparatus. What you want to do with an aerial ladder, whether it's mid-mount or whether it's rear-mount, it doesn't really matter. If you see somebody at a window and you think you're going to use the aerial ladder that you're pulling up with to get them out, it doesn't matter where the turntable is, but you need to put the turntable in line with the objective. You need to estimate. You need to be able to drive past a, a building or maybe not drive past a building. In the case of a rear-mount, the cab and the front wheels and most of the rig is going to have to go past the line that you want to raise it in until, the, until your rear-mount, your, your furthest back end of your rig is now right below the window. And that's where you want to stop because that's where you want your turntable. When you raise your aerial ladder up and rotate it 90 degrees to the right, now it's going to be going straight up to the window. And that's going to be the easiest and the best access for somebody to get on or get somebody to get off that ladder. Almost like, an, almost like a portal. 
both beams could practically touch either the windowsill or right under the window. Rather than an angle. Rather than an angle. So that's, that's number one. Number two, with the it's also with, a direct run. There's no other trees or any obstacles. With, without twisting and you a little get, tip sticking in. You don't want to engage one beam of an area ladder on a windowsill if the other beam is not supporting. You Step get it over your rail. And all, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's a rear mount area. Now, what if, what if you pulled up, but you didn't have a rear mount area? What if you had a rear mount tower ladder? Would you do the same thing? And the answer is no. If you have a towel ladder, again, whether it's rear mount well, or whether it's mid explain why, because there's a specific reason. I know where you're going with this, with buckets. That's right. So with, if you have a bucket. bucket or a basket on a towel ladder, and again, there's there's variable designs. They, they, they're laid out qu quite differently, designed and size, square or rounded corners, but many, many of them. I don't know if I can say most. Lots and lots of, of towel ladders have the, the, the gates, the swinging entry gates on right. the corners. Why? Because most of them have in the center that's where the, the pipe is. Yeah. Now, now some of the some of the you know we know some of the old ones. Some of the something buckets have two two pipes, and you know they, they may change the gate location. But almost always, and again the thing is, forget almost always. Know what you have. If you have a Baker towel ladder, if you have a New York City like towel ladder with with the the corner swinging gates or on the corners of the basket, then what you want to do is you want to set up the basket. You want to roll until the basket is in line with the objective with the window second third fourth floor window that a person is at because now when you raise that up and you rotate it you're probably only going to have to rotate it maybe 45 degrees rather than 90 degrees and as you and as you extend that basket up to the window just by doing it just by lining the basket up with the with the objective rather than the the, the turntable you've assured that when that basket gets to that window the gate is right facing the window the corner of the basket right. is going to be facing the window you'll be able to swing it in and load so rather, right rather than straight on rather than straight on like we're talking about a straight stick we're coming off at an angle for a towel ladder. with with which your which your which your doors on the sides and that would be even course. if you had a big basket hanging over the front of your of your towel ladder right rear mount full heavy duty full ladder with a basket on it and you're going to use the basket then line up the basket with the turntable which is practically right in front of your cab. And then when you raise it up, it's going to make that same almost 45 degree turn, extend up to the window. And they are going to be with that corner again at, at the window sill. Again, the height will vary depending on who you got in there and what you're doing. And you can load people into that so very easy. We're, we're, go, we're going for a rescue with a straight stick. We want to, we want to set the ladder as, as square turn to table, the building. Turntable at the objective. At, at the objective. You know, Tower ladder. Basket because I, I know in some cases I've, I've been with some buds at some place, you know, it's like, you know what, if, if we pull up and we know we're going to need two area ladders to cover the windows we have, you know, we want to get the most bang for a buck. So we're going to put this here so we can actually do a little bit of scrubbing right back and forth. We may not. What we just talked about was a known life hazard. And when you get there, immediate that you have to because remove. someone could pop out a window off to the side and, and then you might already and, be set up. and everything's done. So if you pull up a one or two ladders like the FDNY does all the time. You want to try, you want to try and stretch your coverage as much as possible. So one will one will park here. The next one should park farther back and, and guesstimate estimate the difference between the rigs that both aerials could either reach right. towards each other, one reaching back, one reaching and, forward, and then they could also go in the other. And direction. there's some great pictures. Like I said, there's some great shots, especially with drones now that go that you know everybody's wow, look at the fire. I'm like, yeah, look at the fire, but look at how the ladder trucks are set up. Look at where there's a specific reason why they stuck those two up that way. And one over here. Even though one of them probably got there five minutes ahead of the other. Yeah. I saw a picture the other day. I think I saved it. I think I took a screenshot of it. It was a great aerial photo. I'm sure it was a drone 
was an aerial photo of a house fire. And it was one building off the corner. And there was a there was a, a lot of truck parked, not directly in front of the burning building, but sort of halfway between the burning the burning house and the and the next house, which was the corner house. Right. But then around the corner, <clears throat> around the corner, past that corner house, there was another ladder truck park, and he had his aerial extended over the backyard of the building to the left of the fire building, and the tip of his aerial was on the roof at the rear of the building that was on fire. So there were two aerial ladders on two different blocks around the corner from each other that both had their aerials on one building. That was stupendous aerial ladder positioning. The guy literally had to be driving away from the fire building and making the turn and then stopping, and he put the ladder. Well, and, that, and and sometimes I always say that's like looking at Boston. You what you you look at Boston, FDNY. You look at Boston with all their their wires. They stick aerial ladders. Everywhere. Oh, they're amazing. And portables. And they're port oh my God, they're known. They're known for their helmets or so their portable ladders. There, they throw ladders like there's no tomorrow. But but the, the positioning. So they're again straight stick. We want to try and square it off on the building. But if you for a known rescue. But you may have to swing. Someone else pops out this one, oh, and you absolutely. have to swing the right up. So that second ladder is either going to. If you're here, if you if you if you if you got a large enough building, where you you know you're not going to be able you're not going to be able to reach attached your attached maybe attached buildings. Or so that long, that second truck has to know. The engines have to know. The chiefs have to know to be able to get this thing down the street and either back it in, spin around. So now, because again, a hundred foot, you know, four sections. If you got a hundred footer, you lose you lose one whole bed. If you're not positioned right, going over. So you've got, you know, the, the good operators. And a long time ago, John, it's just funny, you know, and, and Darian Woodridge is a great fire department. There's a battalion assistant, great guys at Darian Woodridge, guys and gals, right? And I had one of the, the, the good guys there. When I first got there, he's like, oh, so Chief, have you seen, he goes, have you seen our pretend ladder truck? And I went out, it's a 75 foot quint. I go, what do you see? Because oh, it's only 75 feet. I said, you know what? And I won't say his name. I go, if you were trying to impress me by, you know, did you see our pretend truck? You should have said this. Hey, Chief, give me a second. Now, look, before you say anything, I know it's only 75. I know it's only 75 footer. Give me a building in our district. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I have to set my jacks to hit the roof or hit the window. Give me a building and I'll tell you. Instead of complaining only of 75 feet, tell me where you have to set it to make it work. And I like that. So that apparatus positioning when it comes to aerials and tower ladders is huge. Because like you said, once you set them, hey, uh, you know what? Can you, you can't pull up now. You can't take it down and move your jacks because they're stuck blocking you now. And depending on the width of the street, like I said, in New York City, we got a lot of big boulevards and avenues that are really wide, three, four, five lanes wide. And, you know, the second dude truck, third dude truck could come in and swing around the whole operation to get to the other side. But sometimes you're in narrower streets, sometimes even one lane streets with parking on both sides with the rigs just just well, wide enough for rigs we to just down. drove by the, the newer buildings that had the zero setbacks with the cars we just right. drove down it with a car and they exist everywhere now in, in in that case now all of a sudden guess what the incident commander now battalion chief has to start paying attention to something that right that really might be a company officer's responsibility proper ladder positioning but the, but the incident commander the first driving battalion chief might have to get on radio say what a battalion of Bronx. Instruct the second dual ladder, a lot of five base of tower ladder. Have them come in off off, off uh, Southern Boulevard, not off the other end of the block. Have right. them come in off the Southern Boulevard and even that end of the building. And then and then you'll get your dispatcher on on the radio. Talk to that incoming uh, ladder apparatus. Tell violence in the battalion coming off Southern Boulevard. And now the incident commander can be getting into the act. Now he can be assisting right. with his perspective from out in the street and say, No, no, no. I already got two ladders backed up on one side. Guess what? It's a one it's a one lane street. 
The engine's already in pump. They already got a line or two off. I got to get and, a truck in 20 And that's track. why, and we've said this for years, as the IC, you have to be able to see the damn building. If you're around the corner in an igloo. Or inside. That's in a, why you stay yeah, outside. That's right. Or you're in an igloo. You're not going to see or because trapping your car across the street with, with your with your nose in a book or a radio or whatever. The you hell can, doing. Right, you got to see. You know what? As they're coming in here, or what I got coming, I needed a rescue. You got to get involved. I need I need ventil. You know what, guys? We're we're talking ventilation right now. You, you know, ladder two when you get here. I want your main to this side. I want a second means of egress ladder five. You get here and and tower ladder six when you get here. I need you scrubbing in front of the building here for for any you know. Hey, who's got more chiefs on duty than the FDNY? FDNY has fifty two. Count them. 52 battalions. That's 52 battalion chiefs, 52 battalion aides. That's 100 people. Forget right? the deputies. Uh, and forget deputies. Now, these are first due, first arriving, and second due, second arriving battalion chiefs. Every box gets a second chief on a job, on a signal of a job, 1075 or whatever. So who's got more chiefs than us? The answer is nobody. And we stay outside to watch. Company officers don't stay out to watch. None of our company officers arrive and stand outside watching a fire. Everybody that arrives at a working fire in the FDNY, every company officer, engine company officer, truck company officer, for the most part, they are deployed right inside the building. Whatever's going on on the front of the building, whatever you can see from the front of the building, whether it's fire out windows, smoke extending down cockloffs of adjacent buildings, that's not going to really be seen by any. You've got the sharpest company officers in the world. They're not going to see it. They're inside working. Somebody's got to watch it. Well, maybe you leave somebody in front of the chief, in front of the building, and then the incident commander can be in his car. Oh, really? So let's back up to what I first just said. So you've got two chiefs in front of the building before I do? No, you don't. I got more chiefs than everybody in the world. When I get to a fire, I don't sit in the car. I'm not going to make a big deal about right, sitting in the car. Right, right. I'm here to talk about aerial ladders. But I stand in front <laughs> of the building because I want to be in, in direct contact, direct visual contact with the building in case I do need an aerial ladder or a tower ladder. Well, I actually, you know? I've actually watched you at your fires, and... For those of our listeners, don't picture Chief John Salco standing on the, on the curb in front of the building. He's usually across the street, so he can see the whole Even picture. He can better. see the whole view. So, so now you already mentioned if it's a straight stick rear mount. We'll just talk about that rear right. mount. About square. If you have a known victim, about squaring off with your ladder and sticking it right up to he or she in that window. But be ready because someone could once you're done with that, someone could pop out the window left Five or right. Minutes. So right. now I think this is key before we go any further to the drivers out there, man. And you see it a lot of times out of fires. You have to keep in mind, when, especially if you're substituting or whatever. All right. When you pull up, you're not just pulling up and sticking a ladder in the air. You're setting jacks down on the ground. Those are set, you're setting jacks around parked cars, curbs. But you got to make sure, you know, the new towers have the lasers, stuff like that. Well, that still doesn't fix the fact that you're going to stick it off into a wet, soggy grass parkway that even your pads are not going to protect. Or there's a there's 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 a concrete block there or there's a car there or whatever. Right. So, you know, again, you're pulling up, you know, you're not just driving this aerial device. You're, you're pulling up and you go before I can even stick it in the air. I have to know where the hell I'm putting my jacks. And if you if you only have a couple or two or scissors or whatever, you have to know where those are at and where you're going to set. So be thinking about curbs, cars, obstructions when you're pulling up. And as you're pulling up, just like you may have, and, and you, you need to be looking at trees. Now, granted, Chicago's notorious. I love the Chicago guys. They pull up, they get up with their chainsaw. They cut the way through some trees. You just lost your really nice tree in front of your house. But there are some you just there's some things you can't cut through. There are some and there's obstructions some you can't see even from the cab, and that's why other firefighters riding on a rig, another another staffing, 
another staffing benefit of having good staffing or even one or two or three guys, not extra guy, but somebody jumps off the rig when you pull up. Billy, forward, 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 stop. He's looking at the torment. He's looking at the outrigger. He's looking at the jack and, 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 and signaling through the mirror. Go, go, stop. Now he stops him so that outrigger is going to go down between park cars or, or the slide down. Jack is going to go down and maybe slide right under a parked vehicle. It's not going to hit it and or not get you know prevented from from contacting the ground. So, we 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 talked we talked briefly. Uh, snorkels are for another day, but snorkels are awesome. You have to know how to use an articulating pool. Chicago, you want to see how to do it right? Go go watch videos. Go to Chicago. If you want to see how to make a snorkel work like you've never seen before, watch the Chicago Fire Department and some of the suburbs around Chicago. All right. You have to know your apparatus, capabilities and limitations. You have you have to know when you're pulling up. You said this already. All right. We're going back over this. What am I doing? Am I going for vent? Am I going for ventilation? Am I going to be potentially doing rescue? Am I going to make an entry through windows or whatever? Am I am I hitting the side of the building, which may be the D side, if you will? Or am I doing the A side, the front? Or do I? How about this one? Is it an E shape? Is it is it an E shape where I've got. I've got a courtyard or that inside where I have to may have to push it even where where I'm doing 60 feet this way, but I'm doing 70, 80 feet in that shaft. So, and in a case of a shaft that might just be 20 feet wide, in which case you must stop with the turntable, regardless of aerial or towel line, you must stop with the turntable in line with the shaft. So now you can raise your bucket, your boom, your aerial and have enough room, rotate it and then lower it into the shaft and you might be able to reach the throat, which we call the throat. The throat. Yeah. Right. So, so again, let's, let's back up even further. All this is made easier by getting out and knowing your district, get, you know what? Hey, let's take a ride. Let's go out. Let's go out. Let's turn the turn the block. Okay, guys, look at this building here. If we pull up right now and there are people hanging out the windows, where do we park this rig to our best advantage? Right. Where does, where does, where does, where does fives come with their tower there, their ladder? Can All right. we reach the, can we reach the roof from here? Yeah, can we reach the roof? And, you know, and, and let's, you know, parapets and everything else. And, you know, nowadays, you know, we got so many ladders that have the ability to drop that little ladder over the side. So you, you go up, you're in your bucket, and you just you don't have to drop 12 feet. There's a little straight ladder you can drop down. There's ways to do that, so and so forth. But that being said, so we got it, we got it as we're pulling up, we got to know if we're doing we're doing roof ventilation, we're doing window ventilation, we're doing accessibility through windows, via windows, fire escapes, fire escapes rescues, balconies, all these things you have to be thinking. You're driving that mid-mount tower ladder. We'll say this one more time to you. When you're coming to a stop, be thinking about swinging your cab about five to 15 degrees away from the fire building. So you gain that extra third of scrub surface. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna, to stop right there, okay? And you're not going to be able to do anything. And that's what's great about rear mount everything. Rear mount anything. Rear mount aerial, rear mount towel ladder. I don't like rear mount towel ladders. I don't like the bucket hanging over the cab like that. I think it restricts the ability and does a couple of other things, yet there are places that use them decade after decade by no well, Chica- place only. Chicago does great things with rear mount. You know, my point tower ladders, is but... rear mount towel ladders and aerial ladders, you don't, you don't have to worry too much about the cab. Once the thing raises oh, up, yeah. and now you got tremendous, almost you almost have 180 degree, you know, reach with, right. with the with the aerial ladder. Right. But you, you can park the rig straight at the building, not even angle it out at all, and you're gonna get almost 180 degrees. Be able to reach straight back with it, straight 90 degrees sideways, almost straight forward with it, and and it, the cab doesn't limit it at all. But you have those mid mounts, and that goes for aerials as well. You get a mid mount aerial with the with the with the tip of the line pointer off the back. Again, not very common, but if you have that, 
same rule applies. Yeah, same not a bad idea to, to, to make the final couple of feet a left a left turn or a right turn angle away from whatever side you're going to raise the uh, raise the ladder. So so knowing your rig is key. Knowing your distances, curbs, obstructions, things like that for your jacks for your outriggers. Right. Knowing whether you're going vent, whether you're going windows, fire escapes, you know shafts like you said into the throat. All that. Well, am I doing rescues? Am I hitting the this side and this side, am I, am I, am I, do I have to get the, the biggest bang? Cause I'm the only area that are coming to this right now. So, you know what? I actually have to pull up so I can have more of a scrub service. Cause there's not another ladder coming or by the time they get here, it's all going to be blocked up. There's one, one more thing I want you to mention though, before I forget, John, as important as we talk about it to remember to swing away from the fire building, which would be about tower ladder, talk tillers. Remember we talked about yes. what, what to do with the tractor, the cab, yeah. Right. For, for another good idea with tillers. And again, and tillers are an, an, another apparatus model, another type of apparatus that, that are growing in popularity all over the place. You see them in shows, you see them in magazine articles about them. A um, lot, lot of lot of new cities and, and cities being renovated, uh, 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 crowding the streets. They're, they're making narrower streets. And like you said, they're putting buildings closer up to this. But when you have a tiller, tillers are obviously very similar in some ways to a mid-mouth because the turntable is right up at the cab, right? right, the, right. You, you don't drag the, the turntable out at the rear. So the till is all the way up the cab, but now we have the, the added ability to make a sharper turn when we, we can turn that cab way out of the way, right? Because it's just a tractor. Right. And the other thing we could do is the guy in the back, the final five or 10 or 15 feet as he's pulling up, he too can turn the rear wheels, the till wheels away from the curb, away from the direction that the ladder's going to do. So if you, if you, get, if you get a burning building on the right side of the street, you're rolling up that street and the building's on the right side. As you end, the, the tiller, the, the tractor driver can turn the last left, just like we did earlier with a towel ladder, and, and turn that tractor 10, 15 feet to the left before he stops. And at the same exact moment, the, the tiller driver can turn those rear tiller wheels to the left as well. He can turn them to the left and, and guide that rear tiller away. towards away from the buildings that are on fire and you end up almost making a not a 90 but you make a nice angle on that rig so both the end of the truck and the front of the truck are, are angled away towards the street po pointed away of the fire away from the fire the rear the so the turntable at the point it's almost at an arrow facing towards the towards the fire and now you can put extra load now you can put the ladder at a lower angle with further extension which is going to limit to some degree the capability of a ladder, you know, to lift or be, be stable, but it's but it's not going to have any any possibility of rolling that rig over because because you put the whole weight of the trailer and the tractor in the opposite direction. We literally have to lift those off the ground for, for the ladder to to for the weight of the ladder to to pull up. And and, that, and I think that's a great point because I think that's often overlooked. And tillers are gaining the popularity, and there's some places there's some places in the Dallas Fourth Metroplex that got them. Because they're building zero setback, four-story, five-story condos apartments with cars parked in the street. And you know what? You, 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 a big tower ladder has to make like a 50-point turn to get around the corner right. so on and so forth. Right. So which, you was the of, which was the purpose of tillers from the start. In the first place. Back in old New York and old Boston and the old, the old cities had very narrow streets. Even though they didn't have parked cars or anything, but they had very narrow streets and buildings crowded towards the sidewalk or towards the street. And, and that's what, the, what they used them for. Some places, I, I was I was like talking about Jay Jonas. Jay Jonas took, took command of six trucks as a captain. And uh, the captain before him had gotten rid of six trucks tillery. Six truck was Chinatown. Six truck was a, was Chinatown's wire truck. 
for years, and years, for decades and decades, maybe a century. I don't know how long it's had a tiller rig and such truck, many, many years. And, and the captain before Jay got rid of it, you know what, historically tiller trucks in New York City and many other places, I'm sure it's true as well, historically have more accidents, more fender benders, because they got two guys turning wheels. And then one guy going one way, one guy going the other way. If the tractor driver goes too fast around the corner and a guy hesitates in the rear, he might not he might not get the trailer farther away from the, the cars on the corner or the pole on the corner. Or it's almost like it you're swinging. So yeah. the captain ahead of Jay Jonas got rid of it. And 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 they put a rear mount, six, six truck. So rear mount was there for a long time. Six, Jay Jonas gets six truck. He's the new assigned captain. And he, and he discovers that there's some streets that six truck is first due at. That when they get to the box, they have to stop. Why? Because 20 truck coming in second due still is a tiller truck, and they swing right into the block. And then six truck can make their nine-point turn, <laughs> and they end up rolling in second due, which is a what? In their first A due. great delay on the time that not In their us, first due area. In their first due area. They have <laughs> to wait at the corner for a minute or two for another truck to get there. Unacceptable. Jay Jonas starts writing some letters to the battalion, to the division, to to the apparatus people. And guess what? They came down. They brought a tiller rig. They started doing trial runs and practice runs. And guess what they did? To this day, six truck has a tiller. Six truck has a tiller. Jay Jones did a great job there because, because the response area dictated it. The response area demanded it. And, and you got to pay attention to that. So there, are, there are places that have tiller rigs that have no business having them, that they have right. because they're the newest thing out there and they wanted one. But there are some places that absolutely must Use tiller rigs. And tiller rig has to be positioned very often, uh, as far as where the turntable goes, very similar to a to a to a mid-mount right. uh, area ladder, but they have the, the the additional flexibility of uh of moving a rig and squaring it into places and, and, and better stabilizing the ladder. So so the, the there's some good points about tillers. We talked about snorkels as we as we kind of recap it here. We talked about quince, about you, those you drive in quince. I love. I just love how you said. I've always said. I always say you have to think at two fronts. Meaning, you better be ready to set your jacks right. and put it. I rather pump. think truck, truck, truck. And and I and I like that. I, you know what? I'm going to change because for years I've been saying you need to think. You need to think both. You need to be able. You, you pull up. Be ready to do both right now. Well, you know what? Just do you, the truck first and then do it. If you're right. taking a truck, the whole stuff all works. So that yep. that, that that was awesome. Yep. When it comes to quince, we talked about mid mounts and positioning along with tillers and positioning. I, I do want to briefly talk about roof work because when, when you want to throw an aerial ladder, when you want to raise it and, and get an aerial ladder to the roof of the building, you want to make sure that you get it. Obviously, you may have to get it to the nearest point that you can reach. It may be the corner of the building. It may, may even be, you know, A, B, C, D, the D side, or one, two, three, four. We call it the four side in New York City. You may have to reach from a little ways down the block all the way up over the rig and just hit the four side, or just hit the D as a dog side, and you may get the area ladder to the roof and, and, and enable people either to get on the roof access or get off. But when, when you do put an area ladder to a roof, whether it's a bulkhead, whether it's a flat roof without a bulkhead, you want to make sure you put an area ladder four or five, who knows, six rungs above. If, if you have enough ladder, which is why it's nice to have a hundred foot ladder, if you have enough ladder, it's always nice to throw it more than just a couple of rungs, more than just a few rungs above the roof, because it gives good visibility to the five fathers on right. the roof that they need to get off in, in any type of hurry at all, or even just routinely glance around. Okay, there's the area ladder right over there. They can see it. Some area ladders have spotlights at the top. Some have all sorts of, you know, flashing lights at the top or whatever they might be. But the point is, if you got Bright, five or six, forest and paint. you know what? There's all sorts of stuff up there. But but it's nice if it's five rungs above because it gives well, visibility isn't the only thing. It also makes climbing on that ladder so easy. You can walk up to it like a gentleman. 
you can reach straight forward in front of you and grab the ladder, and then you can very comfortably over. step over and grab That's it. Right. If you have to bend down to get to the ladder, now suddenly you're bending down over the edge of the roof, and it's just it's just not a natural feeling. It's better to have that ladder farther up. Same thing it's, for getting it's like, I always say it's like stepping off a horse. You get up there. And you swing your leg over right. the side rail, and you you're, you st- and, and you and you other here's the other thing when we talk impact loads, which is important on flat roofs, instead of just jump and jumping off and, and it's rotted off. or whatever, you step off and actually you can actually hang on. You can kind of grab. Can. You should. You grab it and you kind of swing off and you almost lower yourself yep. down. And everybody just like you said, as a gentleman, as a polite person, you get off the side. If the ladder is up far enough, you can literally climb till your boots. Are at roof level, right? Right where the ladder's touching. All then you got to do is step over the side rail with one foot and with the other foot, and you're literally not even bending over. You're just stepping off the. And the same thing for getting back on. You can walk right to the edge of the building with two hands on the ladder. Step around the side rail onto the rung. Step the other swing the other leg around onto the rung, and now you move your left hand across to the to the left hand rail, and now you start your center of balance isn't affected. You know, impact loads jumping on a roof instead of being able to just step down. And, and, and get on the roof. Great, great point. You know, just kind of similar with when we talk, we talk ground ladders. You always want, you know, a couple extra runs up above the roof so you can find it and see it. It's more than just visibility when it comes in area ladder. It's what do I, how, you know what? It's it's the whole thing working, working, working smarter, not harder kind of thing. You know, what? know your device, know how to use it. And like I said, don't don't complain and tell me where it, you know what? Show me everything you can do with your rig. And extend the bad boy all the way up there. Even portable ladders. I remember teaching at the New York State Academy of Fire Science. I was a captain on the job at the time. And I was teaching a lot of company operations to, to the career firefighter training program, right? New York State has a separate standard for career firefighters that they have to, you know, go to the State Academy and get to, to be hired, to, to, to work as career firefighters. And I was doing the... Uh, the, the portable ladders, ladders in general, but the portable ladder section one day, and we were going to the roof of the gym, which is one of the big buildings, and I had them raise two portable ladders, one 35-foot extension, three or four rungs above where the where the ladder touched the roof. It was a flat roof with no parapet. And the other one, I had the, the tip of the ladder just touch the corner, and I made them climb up the one that was several rungs above and step off the ladder, and then I had to walk 10 feet down the roof and climb down the other ladder. And you, you should have seen these guys on their bellies crawling towards the ladder because there was no ladder sticking above the roof. They had to literally put their legs and their waist over the edge of the roof and find the ladder That's and right. then climb back down on it. And to this day, that was 25 years ago, 30 years ago, to this day, I'll bet none of them have ever put a ladder with the tip of the ladder at the corner of the building. They always put it a couple of rungs above oh. just to make it easier to get on. That's right. Yeah, why would you yeah, make it easier? Guys come up to me at funerals. Chief, Chief Salter, <laughs> how are you? I remember when you were a captain back in 1982. You told us I was a recruit for everybody, you know? And I, I remember climbing down that ladder, you know, which is great. Well, hey, as we close things out here, guys, we've been talking uh, aerials and tower ladders. And, uh, um, you, you know, it's about positioning. It's about knowing your rig. It's about knowing your, your, your district, your still district. It's about knowing your capabilities, your limitations, what you can do, what you can't do. Know your damn rig. Get out there and train. Set the ladders up. All right. You'll get it's not gonna do you any good just driving down the street, blowing the horn at people. Find places where you can set up, do what you have to do to practice in your area for when the real thing happens. Right. You turn the corner, bing, bang, boom, you're done, and you look like know your you look life, like the pro. Know your reach, know your scrub area, know your jacks, know your tormentors, know it all. You should you ride on that rig every day. There's no excuse not to know. 
you should be able to stand next to your rig and point to the spot with your flashlight on your finger. That's where the that's where the outrig is going to land, right there. That's right. No, and, and again, that, that doesn't come on accident. It comes with practice. It comes with knowing training. your apparatus. It comes with training, training, training. So, you know what? Another great topic. We, you know, we 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 went a little bit longer than we normally do, but this was a great topic. It was a great topic on on just that aerials and and, and tower ladders and placement and uses and everything else along with it. We co- we actually covered a lot in a short amount of time. So, uh, email if they want to get a hold of you, buddy. Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Rick Lasky at Chief Lasky at gmail.com. <laughs> you know, both of them are easy. You can find us uh, both there on the internet and everything else. We appreciate you hanging out with us for another episode of Old School. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends. Uh, uh, you know, uh, take a look at everything we've done in the past, what we've got coming. We, we, we try to deliver some great stuff to you. Um, we always end all of our shows, and that's all of our shows, all the different shows we do with a very important phrase. And that's please keep the men and women uh, in, in our armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. And, you know, and also right now, how about our law enforcement brothers and sisters? Uh, remember some of the challenges and tough times they're going through. Yep. And, and probably the most important thing, John, that you say all the time and I say all the time is never forgetting means just that, never forgetting. Thanks again. Be safe and God bless you.